I mean, Gurn with the four of the Gators. Okay. Oh, okay. Just as, I was just checking to see if you were listening. From Destroyam, Louisiana. Hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. Momentum, excitement. Energy, you know, I mean, they say all this stuff and you know what they mean, but you, you know, it doesn't describe what you mean. I mean, it's just sort of out there. You got barbecue back there and you didn't invite me. Hurt my feelings. I was just worried about, you know, listening to, you know, all, all your guys' rap poison. Welcome to Sideline Judgment. Here are your hosts, Sergio and Tyler. Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, we're back, my friend. We're back. We, we're back. We're back. We're so excited to kick off season six of Sideline Judgment, Tyler. Could you believe that? Season six. Season, wow. If we were If we were Game of Thrones, this would be our last good season. See, well, that was really good because season six is the season that has the Hodor episode, which is my all time favorite. I I was going to say rather than going down the Game of Thrones route, I was going to say we are entering our medically uh, medical red shirt and regular red shirt 60 or senior season. Yeah, we're 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 in that we're in that just entering that area of they are still in college. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And wait till next year when we get our COVID season. Right, because <laughs> there are seventh-year seniors out there, which is a full-grown adult. But I digress. It's um, one of those things where, like, like I'm not trying to pass judgment on anybody when I see that, and I'm just like, I'm so torn between like, yeah, this is like the for a lot of these people, it might be the last chance they get to play this sport the way they love it. So you mm-hmm. want to stretch it for as long as possible, and I get that. The other part of me is as a person who went to college, being like, man, I did four years of that, and I was so done with it, like. I don't loved know if it. my liver could handle seven years oh. of that lifestyle. <laughs> like loved, loved college so much. By the end of it, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm ready for the next chapter of my life to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I need something new to start happening to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no way. There's no way. I I will say who was it? Who was the guy quarter Memphis quarterback that was there for like a decade? Um, that I know we you're talking about. And I don't remember his name, and like, I feel horrible because we joked. This is how you know we're getting older. We just can't remember these elaborate bits that we thought we would keep on for 20, 25 years. But I guess two years later, we already forgot. Uh, but we joked that he was like he was like legitimately taking law school classes, and at that point, I'm like, okay, cool, free school, and I can still play the game I like. And I know clearly those guys aren't good enough for the league. If you're in college for seven years, like you're not going to the league, my guy. You don't want to go to the league at that point um yeah so get it while you can that's my mentality brady white brady white the law offices of brady white that was our joke yeah that no was no it. no the medical practice of brady white because stetson bennett was the law offices of stetson bennett. the law offices of stetson bennett exactly. he actually i mean like we should probably change it to uh you know the uh, dealership of stetson bennett because i feel like that's what's going to be now like well, well considering the f- he's going to sell more insurance in the state of georgia than god himself like it's it's gonna be crazy <laughs> his only competition is joel olstein at this point like let's be real that's a good point um but uh, enough olstein of the got a ring joel olstein ain't got a ring <sighs> don't remind me um the we're gonna move forward tyler we we have been off all off season we have quite literally taken a break 
we have both been improving our personal and professional lives. And we have come back to discuss college football because that is our first true love. That is the great unifier in this friendship that we hold, Tyler. And so with that being said, we don't have time to get into the many, many, many things that happened this offseason. So let's recap the offseason in the only way that sideline judgment can with a simple question, Tyler. What's one thing that stood out to you from this 2022 offseason? One thing, and it's not even really relevant for this particular season, but it happened this offseason. But the thing that sticks out to me is the whole realignment situation. Only because, as a citizen of the uh, greater Los Angeles area... Oh, you, you don't now, say, Tyler. You're a citizen of Los Angeles. I had no idea. I got a California <laughs> license now. It's my will. But uh, as a citizen of the greater Los Angeles area and a working member of the society here, I am personally infuriated that I am now being forced to live in a Big Ten town against my own will. Well, Tyler, I mean, you, you do know that in Los Angeles, they breed offensive linemen just like the Wait, hold on. I'm getting word from the There's state of Iowa that uh, that is not indeed true. That <laughs> There's nothing more important to Angelinos than a good run game. All that in not, Hollywood doesn't like all that sexy passings that wait. What? No, <laughs> no, I am getting word that that is not correct. Um, <laughs> um, Hollywood's no. never been about the flashy pass game, Tyler. <laughs> Nope, nope. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that was the biggest thing. Again, I joke because I did never think I would live in a Big Ten town personally, but here I am. Um, and again, it's not even really going to affect this season, but it is interesting because the realignment, the Pac-12 kind of weirdly becoming, like losing its two of its premier members, USC and UCLA. Um, I can't wait for the USC at Rutgers game in three years <laughs> um it is cool though because now i'm like michigan's gonna travel to to usc so maybe i'll go get to see it but um i think you're i think you're limiting yourself us usc at rutgers i think what you really need to be thinking is ucla traveling to a frigid um iowa to play on a friday boy. night that is what you want to see in november just the f- the snow of these angelinos traveling all the way over that's what i'm looking forward to and so it's interesting to me, though, because like USC and UCLA, I don't think are really going to I mean, that's going to suck. That's going to not be a benefit to them. But I don't think otherwise that it's bad for them because they are it's the Big Ten is a bigger conference in, you know, money and namesake than the Pac-12. It's the tough thing where like the Pac-12, in a sense, all, well, Pac-10 now, I guess, in a sense, will always need to exist because there are college football teams out on this side of the country. And there needs to be a conference for them. But now what we're, we're seeing is that like, oh, the Pac-12 was always like the weakest of the Power 5 conferences. And now it's like, oh, it's like the significantly weakest. Possibly, yeah. there's not possibly, I never entertained really that it was just like, oh, the American Athletic was like overtaking the Pac-12. But now I'm kind of like, well, you mean you, you lost the two LA schools. So, yeah, I mean, you still got Oregon. You still got Washington. And, and and all of Stanford's Olympic sports. It's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. I, I think I, I agree with you in terms can of be good sometimes. The Arizonas have potential. They're just circling in a it makes me very sad because 
what once was my bit on this podcast of loving Herm Edwards at Arizona State and um, you know, having a lovely quarterback has now been replaced by Eric, Herm Edwards may or may not last the season. And Emery Jones is the starter at Arizona State, which is not something that I really want to attach my name with. So I don't think I'm going <laughs> to hop off that bandwagon ASAP. And the um, bit dies. <laughs> and the bit has ended. No, I, I, I agree with you. I think realignment has definitely been the number one topic of the offseason highlighted by the, the L.A. schools going to the Big Ten. Um, I think it's it it sparks a larger conversation about I hate to go on. I don't mean to go on Nick Saban on you, but is this what we want football to be? Right. No, is I, this, I'm, I'm with you on this. Like, Oh, I know. I know we think alike on this on this idea. It's just that is what has sparked me with this change. Right. It, it will. It, it's a double edged sword. Right. I agree with you. There will always be a conference, a home for teams uh, west of the Rocky Mountains. Right. There will always be. Mm-hmm a home for them. But in this new reality where the two biggest names in the biggest city on the West coast are now basically member. Well, I mean, they're going to be members of the big 10 of, of, of a traditional heartland of America conference in terms of reputation. I, I think what it does is it will expand exposure for college football. It'll make it a bit more of a national sport. But in consequence, it'll weaken the region in which those schools are located in, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, it's it's like it's widening the gap. It's it's the way yeah. hard to it's it's like hate to be like this about movies, too. But like it's like how in movies like today is like the mid budget stuff, like the mid budget comedies and stuff like that have kind of disappeared from our yeah. current movie. either. It's really small niche stuff or like really small or it's something that a studio is pouring a crap or ton it's of a Marvel money. movie. Yeah, or it's like, Marvel. Which like those and the thing, Marvel movies can be entertaining and have all this great stuff. And I mean, I I like a lot of them, and I will love Alabama versus Ohio State. Many of the times that it will ever be played, and it will not stop mm-hmm. being entertaining. But that shouldn't be the only thing and the only type of football that we're getting. And I feel like this is widening yeah. the gap where I was just like, okay, so Colorado, which could, you know, fight for a Pac-12 title in a in some of its best years sometimes but it takes a lot for it to get there that doesn't mean as much now and now the an attainable level is being less and less attainable for them and you know it's just we're straight we're 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 gliding towards super conferences yeah And, and it's and it's quickly becoming a slippier slippery slippery slope yeah very much so it's kind of disappointing because like it's just disappointing. Um, well, we're people that like to watch every type. I mean, we're going to go through, you know, later in this pod, we're going to go through all the week zero matchups like only. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're one of us. Like we understand that we're preaching to the choir here, but, you know, it's going to it has a trickle down effect. It reminds me a lot of the Super League stuff from soccer a couple years ago, where if you eliminate the top tier clubs in those leagues, then the money goes elsewhere and the money doesn't go down to the lower tier teams that, you know, benefit the entire football footballing world. And in a college football sense, you know, if, if you're going to have remove more and more non-conference games, you're going to eliminate those, you know, as people call them, you know, cupcake week in the sec, but the schools that play those sec schools, I mean, sometimes over half of their annual athletic budget comes from those games, you know, it's it's yeah. definitely a big time thing, and and it, and it's a big question as to 
you know, how we're going to get there. Because my biggest takeaway as well, on top of the realignment, is the Big Ten's brand new television deal. They have signed. Right, that's a, that's a more recent one. Like, and that's a, right. That's a more recent one. But I think it ties into it. They've signed a new deal worth over seven billion dollars over the course of seven years. It's close to a billion a year. Um, with where the member schools will distribute it, where they're going to be making a whole lot of money. They're clearly the richest conference, and it's going to become more and more of a, um you know, you have to make sure you get into one of those two, you know, at the, at the moment it's the big 10 and the sec, those two conferences. So you can make the big, big money. And really it's a lot of the haves and haves not, I mean, we're, we're getting into um, some Marx theory and stuff like that now, but I really don't mean to, to, to get into that, that sphere, but it really will change the way that we consume college football. It'll change the way that we think about college football. And I think one of the only positives that could come from this is a expansion of the playoff. But what you're doing is you can expand the playoff, but you may be expanding access to how many teams win the national championship, but you're minimizing all of the other championships, i.e. Yeah. conferences and stuff. Which, it doesn't mean as much, you know? That's the thing, and th- that it doesn't mean as much. And you could also always argue that it never did because it's that thing where like, yeah, no, no F, no F, uh, CS team, obviously, but like no group of five team beyond the top of the top group of five teams even have the ability to get into that conversation, mm-hmm. but there is the facade that they could. And now yeah. you're just fully taking that. You're putting a hard red line there, um, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to say is better. Um, I mean, they're just different. It's, it's, they're just, just different. it's different. It's it's. And yeah, I mean, for people who are all like us, unfortunately, all like sentimental about the sport, it's hard to accept. And I, I don't think right necessarily, but um, it's just it's it's interesting how it's going to shift because, yeah, yeah, it's it's like, while while we can all agree that, you know, um, University of Texas, San Antonio and Alabama are not playing the same sport technically. Yeah, they were in the same league in a sense, and this will probably just eventually give us to the point where we will just actually tactile, tangibly divide the leagues. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, we see the differences now with our eyes, but there will be the consequences of dividing it on paper versus just us being able to deduce the different sport they're playing. Um, is has a lot of ramifications financially for the smaller schools, and you know. Also, the regionality is going to go away. Like UCLA and USC are now going to be conference rivals with Purdue and yeah, Illinois. Like that, just, it just doesn't make sense. It, it still isn't doesn't Again, feel right that Missouri why? is in the SEC East. Like, yeah, that's true. Uh, and my Texas and Oklahoma are about to be in the SEC too. Yeah, which, that's yeah, but exactly. that's like old news at this point. But I still mm-hmm. don't accept that. Um, yeah. And uh, again, why do I have to be forced to live in a Big Ten town? Against my will, <laughs> I might add. You know what? I'm going to march this crusade solely for Tyler. He's he he made two Los Angeles references within the first ten minutes of the podcast. We need to get him back over to the East Coast. What are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here? What's up with this man? Oh man. Uh, yeah. They, they, I only just recently realized uh, in a text conversation how long it's been since I've been to Waffle House, and I, 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 I felt bad about it. Um, it misses you. It misses you. I yeah. had the conversation two weeks ago. I had. I spoke with 
I spoke with the Patty Mel. It told me it missed you. It it really That's, did. I appreciate that. I appreciate it said it that. said, "Where's your boy? Where's your boy at?" <laughs> I was like, I don't, "I don't know. Probably eating hyper hyper organic sourced beets or something. I don't know." I had a good friend of mine the other day. Not the other day. This was yesterday. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> um, text because she was she was working in the area and she was just like, "Let's grab dinner." And I, and I was like, "Cool." And she's she's just like, "Let's try something new." I want something on like the, that's like not expensive and like quick and easy. But I am thinking of something on the healthier side. And I was just like, okay, that's a, the most LA thing I've ever heard you say. And also, you know that those two things are usually like very opposite. Yeah, like, yeah. The healthy food is not the cheap food. So yeah. But uh, anyway, let's uh, let's turn our attention more towards the 2022 college football season. We are fastly approaching week zero. We're recording Thursday. Excuse me. It's a long day for me. We are recording Thursday, August 25th at around 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 p.m. Pacific. I only said that. I said that specifically for Tyler so he wouldn't get confused. I know the time zones are a thing for you. Um, And uh, (laughs) in Tyler's face, I wish you guys could see it. (laughs) Anyway, we're approaching week zero. And I think, well, we will get to the week zero games um, in a bit. I want to talk about the season as a whole, right? What we're going to look towards, what we're going to expect in this coming football season. And I thought we should take it conference by conference. We're going to do the power five um, and then we're going to do group of five. So we're going to do six different questions and we're going to do six different um, conversations about that. So Tyler, let's go ahead and let's start um, alphabetically. Let's go in the ACC. Well, the American would be the first, but we're going to lock lump them in a group of five at the end. In the ACC, Tyler, what are you looking towards in the ACC this year? Could be any team, a theme, whatever you want. What are you looking towards? I want to go ahead off the top and say that, like, we got, I would usually feel bad that some of this conversation is going to be dominated by the big names, but I would say I don't feel as bad about it in this year because we had a lot of coaching changes this year. Yeah. Specifically, and this is the big one, with Clemson, um, who is replacing Brent Venables and their, their offensive coordinator – um, they got a new offensive coordinator. They got a new, um, defensive coordinator. And this was the school that built its whole identity on continuity of coaching mm-hmm. staff. So in, in Dabo's offense, he, he did promote from within. So that continuity yeah. theme is still there. And that's, and that's a good thing, but it's, it's still different people. It's not Brent Venables anymore. And like, so, and this is coming off of a disappointing year. So. I'm extremely interested to see what the hell is going on with that. Like, uh, I mean, additionally, it's just like Pitt looks like they could be good. Wake Forest looks like it's going to be good. Um, I'm interested to see how North Carolina plays out because I am I am fascinated. I, I recorded earlier today a Tailgaters episode with Kevin Borba, and that's what I said that to him today. I am fascinated by North Carolina this year because they're losing um, their quarterback. Mac Brown has been recruiting really well. Like he, he's been towards the top of the ACC. I think only behind Clemson in the conference, or well, before Miami, which we'll get to in a second. Oh um, yeah, I about them. Re- yeah, recruiting really well uh, and stuff like that. I'm interested to see how they respond. You know, Sam Howell's not there anymore, um, and they had kind of an up and down season last year. How do they? How do they respond? What's What's the deal there? That's kind of what I'm looking forward to as well. Um, Miami, I referenced again, similar thing with new coaching. Listen, Mario Cristobal, he came home. Mama called, right? She, he came home. Um, 
and clearly there is Tyler. There is a lot of hype down here about the University of Miami. I can guarantee you that one. Um, I'm seeing seeing a lot of Twitter things. I'm hearing a lot of things on the street. I'm seeing a lot more people wearing University of Miami gear out and about. So no, seriously, it's like I'm not even I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not you know I'm being serious. I it's they're picking up. They've got some momentum going because Mario's being recruiting so well out there because we know Mario's a good recruiter. That's like question the one is, thing can that the, no one in the world could question. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We like knew it was going to happen. The question is, can he get the results needed in this pressure cooker environment? Now, he was going on to our Game of Thrones theme. He was forged from the fire of South Florida. So he knows exactly what that take, what it takes. Right. He, he knows exactly what it is. Um, but can he deliver? He does have a very good quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke. He is very good to the point where I texted you earlier this offseason. I said, I think I might try to go to a Miami game just to see this Van Dyke guy in person. Um, I'd do it. So, you know, there's a lot, a lot of questions there. I'm interested to see how, interested to see how they respond. Um, I mean, Marcus Arroyo isn't coaching there. So, you know, there shouldn't be any holding back of an elite quarterback and making people think that he's not an elite quarterback. <sighs> Sorry, I'm still bummed. I'm still mad about um, Justin Herbert. Anyway, it's um, on site. It, it is on site, really. If I ever see Marcus Arroyo. Yeah, it's why it's I don't go to. It's why I don't visit UNLV's campus because if I ever cut across them, you know, it's just on site. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, looking to seeing in the ACC. So I do like. I do like that one. Anything else in the ACC, or can we move on? I'm very interested to see what happens over at Florida State, but that's you know personal reasons. Um, okay, can we? Well, let's. You know, we'll do thirty seconds on that. Do Do you think that they have a good season this year relative to what's been going on? Right, like let's not get it twisted in terms of yeah, yeah. Uh, i think i don't think they're gonna have a bad season is what i would say is mm-hmm. like i don't think i i'm i don't see any reason to think they're gonna get drastically better but i don't see any reason that they should be declining does that make sense you know like, yeah that does make sense um they were not good last year i think they'll be better than that but I'm, they also I'm not, they also like, had questions at quarterback last year like they didn't know who to go to and now i really think um they're kind of sticking through with one guy, which is the smart decision. Yeah. And I think that will make them, I think, you know, they'll, they'll start taking care of themselves a little bit more, but I still, I don't, I still think that they're not going to ascend to a different tier of the conference than they were at, you know, do they make a bowl? Yeah, I think they make a bowl. Okay. Do you want to play right now? So I don't like, do you want to play the game? Yeah, let's play the game. All right. I got my iPad up here, right here. Florida State. Click, click, click. Touch, touch, touch. Load, load, load. Schedule. All right, here we go. Oh, we're back, Tyler. We're playing the game. We're back. First episode back. Here we go. They play this Saturday in week zero. They play Duquesne, FCS. Win. Win. All right, one and zero. LSU in the Superdome. So a de facto LSU home game, not a, not That's a real a loss. game. Okay, one and one at Louisville. I think that they win that. Okay. All right. Two and one. Um, Boston College at home. Djokovic is Djokovic is healthy. Uh, I will. I'm going to put it as a loss. Two and two. I agree. Uh, Wake Forest at home. Now the question is, will Hartman be ready? Because that's something that happened in the offseason. He is currently out with a non football related injury. I don't think it's an injury. I think it's a health thing. 
They said that he's expected to be back this season. Um, they said somewhere around October, and this game is on October 1st. So I'm going to assume that he's not going to be playing. Um, and the game is at home. Yeah, uh, Sam Hartman is a big enough loss to me that uh, I will say that Florida State wins this. Okay, so three and two. I agree with you. At NC State, which for some reason is ranked in the top 15. Don't ask me why. NC State always manages to get these high rankings and then just do do the same thing every year. It's because they have tons of NFL talent. They just never eclipse like eight, one nine ten, wins as a season. One ten win season in school history. Yep, and it was with Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, who's um, now retired from the NFL. <laughs> I don't know because, like, I don't want to give. It's like I don't think NC State is as good as they're being advertised this year, but I also mm-hmm. think that they'll probably beat them. Make a choice. Make a choice. Uh, NC State wins. All right, three and three. Clemson at home. Clemson. No, Clemson. Yeah. All right, three and four. Georgia Tech at home. Uh, that's a win. Four and four. Miami here in South Florida. For crazy reasons, I'm going to go Florida State. Really? You think so? You th- yeah. If Mario loses to FSU in his first season and the game is at home? Oh, okay. All right. We'll, we'll yeah, go but, with yeah, it. So one. I can see in your eyes. You'd be like, but it's something that totally could happen. Like. Yeah, so they're four and four up to this point, if you think. So are they five and four or are they four and five? I'm, I'm going to say that they win. All right, let's go five five and four. four. I'll disagree with you on that one, but we'll go five and four. Syracuse on the road. Yeah, I think they win that. All right, that's six. Yeah. So we have hit six with two games left. So you think they're going bowling? All right, good. And then Louisiana at home, Billy Napier's former team. I think they'll win that. I think they win. So that's seven, four, and then Florida at home. I think they lose. I think I, seven I do. I do think that Florida is good and better than them. Like I think so. So, so seven and five is a good. I think that's, that's a, a that's a record. massive step to step in the right direction. Yeah, and the, that and is like, good enough. That's like the high. But here's the thing: like that's like the high point I can see for their season. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'd be shocked. A road if they win, win at Miami is like, oh my gosh, FSU. They're on the right direction. They're on the right path. Yeah. Okay, I can see it. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Let's um. Last thing I'll say about the ACC next Thursday, no, uh, September 1st, the Backyard Brawl, the most important game of that week. Just want to point that out. Most important game of the season. Um, Say say less, Tyler. Please, say less. Um, All right, moving on to the Big 12. The Big 12, Tyler. What what are things that you are looking forward to and what are questions you may have about the Big 12 this season? Um, There... What I'm looking forward to is I'm, I I want to see how Baylor messes it up, um, and I that is a loaded statement. Yeah, you have to explain yourself there on that no, one. What I mean by that is that there is no reason, looking on paper, that Baylor shouldn't win this conference. Like, I agree. I I can agree with you on that. And yet, I have almost zero faith in them doing so for just because I don't know. It just doesn't seem to ha- want to happen. Like, or now they. I, they were within an inch of winning last season and Oklahoma state stopped them. Um, what makes you, what do you think is going to take for them to actually win it this year? Or is this, is this an, I have no idea. I'm just ready to go on the journey. It's more of that. Like, like, okay. Again, cause on paper, I can't think of a reason why Baylor shouldn't win this conference. Oklahoma state. I don't think is going to be better than they were last year. 
we I we know Oklahoma is going to be worse. Like, um, mm-hmm. I don't think Oklahoma will be bad, but Oklahoma is not going to be as good as they were last year, and that year wasn't even as good as they had been. Texas might be better than last year, but Texas started off hot and turned out to not be very good mm-hmm. under Sark uh, in the first year. And that Sark has a lot of rebuilding to do, so that's part of it. Um, those are the big threats in the Big 12. Iowa State's not going to be as good this year, I don't think. Um, so, so Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Texas are the big threats, and two of them, I think, will be worse than they were last year, and one of them... I don't think will be that much better. So I just, I can't see a reason for them not to, to do it, to do the thing. Uh, be, I'm interested to go on the ride because like 12 games, it's not a long time, but it ain't short either. And stuff can happen. And um, no, I, I get it. I, I hear really you. Interested, I'm really interested to watch the team. I am too. I am too. I am interested to see how Baylor works out and stuff. I think a big question for me is um, so I was in Norman, Oklahoma uh, last weekend or two weekends ago. And um, yeah, man, there. How do I put this? Um, yeah, they're not over Lincoln Riley leaving. They're really not. They uh, oh, yeah. it, it really got to them, to put it nicely. Um, but there is a lot of optimism. There is a lot of support. And it truly is us against the world. And the the man at the front of that group of us is Brett Venables, the Clemson defensive coordinator who left um, what we were talking about with Clemson. He is now the head coach at Oklahoma. Oklahoma Roots, um, former coordinator. They love him there. I'm very interested to see how that defense is this coming season because traditionally Oklahoma has been built – and plays on a very offensive mentality. I mean, traditional Big 12, right? All oh, points, points, points. But Venables is a ball coach, like a defensive side of the ball. He's really going to do his best to try and um, improve that side of the ball. I'm very interested to see to see how their um, to see how their what's it called uh, defense responds to things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I'm looking forward to. Uh, Texas. Quinn Ewers, the quarterback that was just named the right. starter. Very, very interested to see how he performs, especially with Arch Manning committed to go to Austin next season. Is he good enough? I think he's good enough to keep that job and to 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 keep Arch Manning on the bench for at least a little bit. Um, but I'm very interested to see how he does. He's never really had much um, adversity I mean, and stuff like that. like one year, didn't he? Like he hasn't done anything. Um, but, but he reclassified. So he reclassified to be – in the class of 2021 when he was truly 2022. So he should be a true freshman this year. Um, but because he went to Ohio state that one year, got a bunch of NIL money um, and then transferred over, he's technically a red shirt freshman instead of a true freshman. So, so cool. he has, he has that one year already on the clock of, you have to be three years post high school to be in the draft. That was more what I was questioning. So, like yeah. for, Arch, for Arch Manning's purposes, he probably would only have to wait like a year if Q and Ewers is that correct? Good. Like, correct, exactly. But that's yeah, that's what I'm most um, most wondering about to them. Uh, I'm interested to see how Kansas is this season. I know that's like my sicko, why? my my itch <laughs> I can't scratch because they were competitive in football games against Texas and Oklahoma last season, and they beat Texas in Austin. So. 
I really am interested to see how they're going to go. If they can win four games, I'm going to be through right. the roof. Lance Leopold, sign me up, baby. Rock chalk. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Anything else in the Big 12 uh, that so, you want to uh, talk so about? It's to hear you say that because I'm just like, yeah, we're back. Like, um, No, we're back. <laughs> I'm all the way in. Um, anything else about the Big 12 you want to talk about? No, I mean, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm going to let my Ohio – I know Iowa State love simmer down, take a break this year because, like, I still okay. love them. Brock Pretty will no longer be there, but I still love them. But it's because I love Matt Campbell, but I'm going to let that – like, I'm not expecting a big things from them. Let's so. Let's hope they go bowling. How about that? That's what I had to say about that. <laughs> yes. Tyler, let's move forward. You live in a Big Ten town now. Um, let's talk about the Big Ten Conference since you're the, the the newfound expert living in a in the location. What uh, what do you have to say about the Big Ten this year? What are you looking forward to? I'm obviously very interested to see how Michigan does, having finally gotten over the hump of beating Ohio State, winning the Big Ten, going to the playoff, getting waxed in the playoff. Okay. <laughs> How can can we keep this momentum going? Can we can we stay on top? I'm interested in that. But push all that to the side. Because I am interested in that. What I'm really interested in, my eye is trained on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yes. Because they were terrible, but were the yes. best terrible team ever last year. Absolutely. Only one possession games. And Scott Frost was the man. And now he's like, eh. Um, and now this is maybe his last chance. I I'm so fascinated to see what the, what what is going to become of them. Yeah, I'm I agree with you. Ne- Nebraska to me is the like I need to watch this football team every single week for some reason. Even if it's a couple plays, like I just I got to get my eyes on Nebraska football this year. Um yeah, man, the whole Scott Frost thing, the whole every single one of their losses was by one possession thing last season, like you could not catch more bad breaks than Nebraska last year. It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested in them. I'm interested in Ohio State and this run of dominance they're about to go through. Like, if you look at their roster, um, they got the defensive coordinator that was at Oklahoma State, whose name is escaping me, but he is now at Ohio State. And uh, oh, he's pretty good. Hmm? Was it Jim Knowles? I think it was Knowles. Yeah, yeah, it was Knowles. Yeah. So pretty good. Interesting to see there. Um, I am interested to see who comes out of the West because, like, it really is just a Wisconsin primed year. But then again, Graham Mertz is coming back to play quarterback for them. So is that really the best decision? Is that really something that we want to be doing? Um, I'm interested to see about that. And then uh, Penn State. Penn State, I think, is – a question mark in terms of it's, it's been a little um, tempers have been a uh, bit high anxiety, a bit high anxiety, I believe <laughs> with um, James Franklin and up in happy Valley. And then also Michigan state, how do they do without someone like Kenneth Walker, the third, you know, he was such a big part of their offense last season and such a massive reason why they were able to hit the scene so hard in Mel Tucker's first year. How does Mel Tucker respond to that? They got the hype now. They're ranked 15th going into the season. Let's see how you respond. Let's see what happens. You know, I'm interested to see about that. That's me with with the Big Ten. Anything else or you want to move on? No, I'm very interested in Michigan State because uh, 
you know, Mel Tucker is a recruiting king. So mm-hmm. at a place that is not the easiest to recruit to. Um, yeah. It's been doing really well so far. I'm very, I'm just interested to see. I'm, I, the big 10 doesn't seem that much different than it was last year. Honestly. No. So, no. I mean, it like, really is who's going to be the sacrificial lamb to Ohio State coming out of the West. And then can the other teams do some personal success, you know, like whatever it is that they want, can, they can consider yeah. to be a good year, you know? Yeah. Because this thing is if Ohio State gets their stuff together and looks like they might be because uh, offense was great, we'll probably be better. And then defense wasn't that great and we'll probably now be better. Yeah, exactly. It's all, it's all like, does it matter? Like, yeah. um, like we saw what they, we saw what Ohio state was in that Rose bowl after all of their starters were sitting. So like really doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. So, alrighty, let's, let's move to your time zone, Tyler, the pack 12. Um, what are you, what are you looking forward to? What are you looking out for? for the I Pac-12 mean, guys, there's only, there's only one answer. Even though there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like coaching changes and whatnot this season. Jonathan Smith at Oregon State, yes, completely agree. Hundred percent. That's 100%. the only person I was talking about. What were, what were you thinking? <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> um, Oklahoma West. What's going on over here? Oklahoma like, West. I can't believe you just called it Oklahoma West. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but it's it's just hilarious. It just picked up Oklahoma. And move moved it over it. here. <laughs> what, what is that from SpongeBob? Why don't they just pick it up and Why don't we move just push it here? Bottom somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> okay, Patrick uh, Star. <laughs> hey, uh, no, I mean, this was the hire that USC needed from a like the coach type that they needed. In this my is opinion. the hire that the West Coast needed. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Um, well, it's like. In a name recognition, yeah, but also I'm like, oh, in a football prowess, this is huge. And to get Caleb Williams to come with, crazy. Mm-hmm. And get Alex Grinch, probably more importantly, to come with. Yep. Um, yep. But what does it mean? Like, well, how's it going to go? Because, like, you get a good thing in that Mario Cristobal is no longer at Oregon. So that established power is a little less established now. Yeah. So the Pac 12 is wide open for USC. I'm interested to see how Washington does. Uh, because you know Michael Penix Jr. just got named to the starter there, so I just I just hope he's healthy, and I'm not even joking. Like I just no, hope his like, body is okay and he can. Because he was fun to watch at Indiana when yeah. he was when he was healthy, you know. So, a hundred percent. So, yeah. Um, what's a what is a let's let's finish the USC point real quick, or the Oklahoma West as you liked it, which we will call them that for the rest of the season, Tyler. You just created a monster. I hope you realize that. I'm going to oh, no. steal that. I'm going to use that in my columns when I'm writing on GatorsWire.com, which is a thing that happens now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you can find my writing there. Um, I will steal that. Oklahoma West, definitely, for sure. Um, what is What is a successful season in Lincoln Riley's first year in um, at USC? Uh, a, uh, a successful season. Yep. Uh, what, what will USC fans be happy with this year? USC fans will probably be happy with the division title. Um, well, that doesn't exist anymore, but because that's something that happened in the off season. There are, there technically are divisions this season, but the top two, um, the top appear- two okay. teams will be so playing in the championship. In the game. conference championship is the there bare minimum in my opinion. 
Um, Because it's like, if if this was just some random coach, I'd be like, yeah, contention for the conference championship. But, you know, but this is Lincoln Riley, Mm -hmm. you know? And Lincoln Riley doesn't have, like, lower than 10 win seasons. Yeah. At least in his history. And USC is not in a great place, but it isn't that far behind in, in right. for, for, for its competition. Like Lincoln Riley should be able to come in here and be like, okay, so we're cleaning up everywhere except for the big schools, in which case we will actually have to fight. And then it's just like, are they going to be better than Washington? Are they going to be better than Oregon? Two schools that also have to replace their coaches. Like mm-hmm. is, is Chip Kelly U- UCLA going to be a problem for them? Like, I don't know, but I like, this is USC. And this is Lincoln Riley. They should not settle for anything less than losing the conference championship game by two scores. Like in reality, they should be able to win it. But I'd like to believe like Oregon's the best roster in the in the conference, bar none. But I have no like Dan Lanning is the uh, the uh, coach Super now. Massive the, question mark. I have no idea what to expect out there. Oh, the it's the defensive coordinator for Kirby Smart, who is just a defensive coordinator. I mean, an amazing one, but like. He's his own defensive coordinator. Oh, so oh does, wait, and one, one more thing. One more thing. It's the return of good or bad Bo Nix. We can still have that bit, Tyler. Are we going to get good <laughs> Bo Nix or are we going to get bad Bo Nix? Uh, I, I can't wait. That. I can't wait. So he's a starter out in Oregon too. Like, I mean, a whole lot of changes out there. Honestly, honestly, I don't see a reason the USC shouldn't win the Pac-12. Yeah. Do you want to play the game? You know what? Screw it. Let's do it. Let's play the game. All righty. At home against Rice. Come on. It's going to be a tough one, but it's a win. (laughs) Going to have to gut it out. Going to have to gut it out. Um, On the road at Stanford on 7.30 p.m. on ABC. This is a – this is the – ladies and gentlemen, Caleb Williams is. This is the ESPN coming – this is the Kirk ABC 730 game. They're really going to they're going to win the picture. Yeah, they're yeah. going to win. They'll be 2-0. Oh. All right. Fres- Fresno State at home. They'll win. win. At Oregon State. Wait, I'm going to say when. Oh, come on. It, yeah, you, you I loved your ooh. It wasn't it wasn't an ooh cuz it was tough. It's ooh cuz that's like ooh, that's going to be fun. Like Oh yeah. That's the first game win. that's TBD in terms of timing for them. They don't have a a time for that game. So I'm hoping that's a, a bit something that I can watch, you know, four and no so far at Arizona state. I am going to give them a loss here just so that they can have a loss. Cause I I'm sorry. Like, let me rephrase that. That game is at home. I will be rescinding my previous statement. I um, agree. Yep. <laughs> uh, I felt like, I, I misspoke. At Arizona I state, it, like in the desert, like not that it, not cause I'm like, I just believe, as much as I think this team is good, I don't think this team can go undefeated. Like, um, uh-huh. there's too many roster holes at the yeah, moment. It like, needs time to build. They will up. lose a game that they shouldn't. Yeah, but I, and I honestly, I think it might be that Oregon State game. That's their first true road game, and no, I am not counting a road game. I'm not counting at Stanford to be a true road game. I'm not. Yeah. Um, because because the Oregon Oregon State will pack that stadium. They will bring yeah. the noise. They will be pumped up for that game. So, all right, five and zero oh in this five scenario. Washington State at home. That That's program's kind of yeah, yeah. That six and zero, oh, and then all right, here we go at Utah on the road. I totally That's forgot about Utah. Yeah, that's a that's loss. That's an L. That's, 
that's enough. Yeah. All right. So we made it one, two, three, four, five, six and zero. Oh, a loss at Utah, six and one at Arizona. I don't think Arizona's very good, so I'm gonna say no. seven and one. Seven and one. Cal at home. Cal is a would be a could be a tricky team, but I still think that they win. Mm-hmm. All right, eight and one. Colorado at home. Uh, Colorado has never defeated uh, USC, so I don't think it's gonna start this year. <laughs> That's nine and one. And then I think the I think they end the season with two losses. UCLA in the Rose Bowl, so at UCLA. I think they get they get got. I think they, that they, get, they got. get got there. And Notre Dame at home. I just think Notre Dame's a much I think better Notre roster. Better. Let's just think Notre Dame's better than them this year. I agree. Markedly I agree. better so, than them. So nine and three with their losses going coming at Utah. The rivalry game at UCLA, which is technically on the road, but you're still in LA. And then Notre Dame was just a better team, even though that game's in Los Angeles. So I think, yeah, I think if that's they go nine season. and three, that's a good season. First year, nine and three, they're definitely playing in the conference championship game. So they have a chance to get to 10. Um, oh, they may no, not, depending on how game. other people do, because two of their three losses are conference. So we'll see. And then a bowl game. Yeah, they definitely have a shot to get to 10 wins, including postseason games. So, yeah, I agree with you. Nine and three is probably the right, the right one there. Yeah, so. they like the they should be wanting an appearance in the conference championship game. Mm-hmm. Utah will probably be there in the number one seed because as much as Oregon's the best roster, Utah. I mean, Utah won it's it the last best year. Yeah, Utah's the best, best definitely the best team. So yeah. Um. All right. So I'm interested in all that stuff, like you said as well. And then to put a cap on the Big Twelve, I'm sorry, on the Pac-12. Um, I'm interested to see Washington State. They they're pulling and um. Western Kentucky, your your boy, your quarterback, um, Brady Zappi. Bailey Zappi. Bailey, I'm sorry, right. I said Brady. Bailey Zappi. Um, he was the product of importing an entire offense coordinator, scheme, quarterback, receiver, and moving it. That is what they have done with Incarnate Wood. They had that transfer. I'm excited to see what happens. Isn't Max Bailey still on this team? I think so. I think he's a senior. I mean, I have the world at my fingertips, and I'm you got not better even internet than me, so you I know I do. Uh, let me let me double check because, um, Max Bailey podcasting is a visual <laughs> medium. Um, <laughs> um, what's wrong with me? Hold on, Max Borgies, I think Max Borgies, maybe. Yeah, it was Max, Borgies. the short white running back who can yeah, catch Max out of the Borgie. backfield, who's electric. All right. Yeah, yeah. What's um, I got him right here. You got him. Is he? Is he still there? Maximiliano Max Borgi is an American Max football Borgie, running 2021. back for the Pittsburgh Steelers of the National Football. Oh, unfortunate. Would have loved to have seen him in this offense, but alas, um, they are someone that I'm looking out for. And just like you, Washington, I'm looking out for. And I think this is going to be the bridge to our SEC conversation. Because I'm interested to see how many games Utah loses. Um, I think they are a fantastic football team. They are really good defensively. They are really good offensively. And yeah, man, they they put on a show last year. I think that that consistency, they can come, they bring back a lot of starters. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch Utah outside of week one. It's going to be fun to watch Utah. Yes, I don't want to watch them week one. I'm going to <laughs> more than I will the other weeks. But yes, I, I with that being said, Tyler, we are going to move to the SEC. 
And here's what we're going to do. Let's talk Gators. And then we'll talk the rest of the SEC because obviously our number one is going to be one of talking about the Gators. Let's talk Gators. We'll play the game with the Gators and then we'll talk the rest of the SEC. What what's on your mind? What is we have not talked much Florida Gators this offseason. No. Uh, we've talked this offseason. We have not really gone in depth about our beloved Gators. What are, what are we thinking? What's what's the move? The great mystery. Um, ah, yes. I'm feeling really good about this this season. I, I've got a good feeling about this team. Billy Napier was the guy we, that you and I wanted. He was the, years like, ago, and I'm just like, I'm I feel really I feel really good about the future of Florida football. Yeah, the future this feels season super right. The, yeah. Recruiting hasn't been this good in a long time. Like we are, we are like the IMG curse. The IMG Academy curse turned out to not just be a curse. It was just, you just needed a guy who was really good at recruiting. And then it wasn't <laughs> a curse anymore. Um, and the future is really good. He did good. it in his transition, his transition cycle. He got a five star in his transition class. Anyway. All right. Continue. So the future, the future I feel really good about. And, you know, we got Anthony Richardson who like has a lot of potential. If he can the upside stay is there. Upside, upside for days. Upside to be one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. Mm-hmm. Can he stay healthy? Is he going to be put in a successful situation? Um, and a scheme to fit? Like, I think so. Like, I think uh, Billy Napier's big on the offense. I don't think it'll be as flashy, but he was so good at Louisiana. The problem, though, is that while I don't think Billy Napier's not like an old head when it comes to offense, offense in regards to like a archaic or ancient forms or anything like that like he's new and whatnot he's not the most innovative person in the world which mm-hmm. is fine he's to he like he's very modern the problem is and it's not a problem in the in the general sense but the problem for this season is that billy napier while he is like a spread like clemson style team like he wants to be able to run the football yes Yes. I don't think we have the roster this season to be as effective as what he wants us to do and wants this culture to be about than we will in future seasons, specifically the first game. Like we're going to we're going to be trying to beat a team at what they do well. Um, we're going to we are going to be playing a potential pl- a legitimate playoff contender in week one. Yeah. Which does not happen to us like um, no. we don't no. So I think this I think this team's gonna be good. I think I think and good in a relative sense. Like I don't think this team is going to be competing for the SEC East title legitimately. Um right. if that makes any sense. Like No, completely agree. I completely understand. It might have the sure. second best record in the East, but I don't consider this team a legitimate East contender. Like mm-hmm. um they're not in the same tier as Georgia. I think I think they they'll probably end up being I, this is this is bias talking what I'm about to say right here. They are, I think they'll be better than Tennessee. Um, uh, I agree. Uh, it's up in the air about Kentucky. Kentucky's a really good program, but you know, mm-hmm. Kentucky is still Kentucky. The, there's a wide range of teams that this Gator team could end up being. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of questions, and I think I'm very excited to see what it is. I think this this will probably be Billy Napier's like toughest season, just because what he wants this team to be they're not in the position to be just yet. Right. Um, no, for and sure. It, Absolutely. And like he said something great the other day, and this is kind of what I'll end my whole tirade on. 
is that Anthony Richardson has all the potential in the world and he's been really impressed with him, but he has thrown 33 passes in a game in his career so far. And he said, great University of Florida quarterbacks complete 33 passes in a game. Yeah. Like we don't, we like to think we do. We don't have the sample size that we think we do on Anthony Richardson. No, it is a definition of hype. Like we are literally flying by hype. And, And it's, here's the thing. I feel justified because it's not just Florida people talking about Anthony Richardson, no. the way that he's, you know, he's going, it's, it's, it's draft people. It's people from other conferences. It's analysts, everyone, everyone's kind of sees the upside there. Question is, is that something that can be manifested in his first season as a starter? Uh, I think the biggest for me, this Florida football season is about process over results. Now, yes. with that being said, um, I think this team is talented enough to win seven or eight games. I think that the process will give us the results, but ultimately this season is about the process. You are going to watch a lot of plays and be frustrated where, man, we're running this play and it's not working. Why doesn't Billy just go and do something else? Because it's not necessarily about that this season. This season it's about teaching those guys what he wants his team to be like. I agree. They want to run the football a lot. We are going to see a lot of Anthony Richardson running the football. We are going to see, apparently, according to Camp Buzz and stuff, we are going to be seeing a lot of the Etienne brother running the football. Apparently, he has he might start the season as like the number two back. Like he's as a true freshman like looking it. really good. Can you imagine so, Damian Harris in this offense? I don't want to talk about it. So um <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't want to talk about it. Um so yeah, it's gonna be about process. Um, I want everyone to pump the brakes on the offense because there's one, you can say a lot of things about Dan Mullen. One thing you can't say is that that man did not have a genius offensive mind and loved to throw the football when he could. And because of the talent he had ended up throwing the ball all over the place. It's not going to be the fun and gun. It's not going to be the Spurrier era throwing the football all around. It's not even going to be the Mullen area throwing the football all over the round. Now, it will not be the Will Muschamp and Jim McElwain eras that the offenses were anemic, but it will be a change. It will be different. It won't be your traditional Florida offense that people came to grow and love in the 1990s. It will be more of a running-oriented spread football. Watch Louisiana last season. Watch Levi yeah. Lewis. Watch watch these guys um, play games. The tra- We have the same running back. The transfer's coming over. And he's going to be playing, which is great for continuity and teaching the system and all of that stuff. So it's going to take time, but I I have nothing but faith um, in this team. Defensively, I am expecting an improvement, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and That's I'm excited really to see tell of the season. As like mm-hmm. we talk about offense a lot, and Billy Napier's an offensive guy, and we've got an offensive star. Yeah, defense is where it's really going to be. Well, I think it's going to improve significantly because Corey Raymond is now in and he is one of the best defensive right. back developers. Um, Jason Marshall is a five former five-star entering his sophomore season at corner. He's going to be the Ver- Vernon Hargraves, the Quincy Wilson, the Marco Wilson before the shoe, uh, the, the tease Tabor, the shutdown corner that we have had over the course of the last decade at the collegiate level. So I'm fully expecting him, the Kyrie Elam, I'm expecting him to be legitimate and serious on that defensive backfield, uh, defensive side of the ball. Yep. Uh, you want to play the game real quick? See how we're yeah, going to do? Yeah, real quick. All righty. 
Utah at home, we both think it's a loss. It's a loss. I say that there is a possibility. Like, I don't think it's hopeless. I think we could win this game. But it requires mm-hmm. two things. It requires Utah to not be as good as we all think that they are. And it requires Anthony Richardson to be as good or better than everyone thinks he can be. And I'll argue it also requires an extremely humid late August day in the city of Gainesville. (laughs) Only one of those three things is in contingent on what the Gators can do. Exactly. Most of the time, most of the time this thing, most of the time with a good Florida team, winning is all about what you, if you do your best, Mm -hmm. this is not one of those situations. We need the environment. We need Utah to not be as good or as collected as we think they will be. We need Anthony Richardson to be, 100% 100% of the hype that we all think he is. And the reality is, even if he's good, he probably won't be 100%. So we'll see what yeah. happens. But I, I agree. Completely agree. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, listen, if the Gators, if this is a close game, one possession late, I'm happy. I mean, I'll be sad in the moment if we lose, but Sunday morning I'll wake up and go, you know what? No, I like that. I'm happy about this, this and that, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, Kentucky at home the next week. I think we win. I think we win as well. I think I think we win one of these two games. So if yeah. for some reason we win Utah, I would I mean I I would hope that we beat Kentucky the next week. I think Utah's a better team than Kentucky, but then again, we don't know until we see it. But I I just think with the the youth of the team, the you know what I mean? I, I don't I think, think we're ever going to see right like, exactly. Now, now I will say one thing that Billy is going to keep this team in, it's not making stupid mistakes. That so, was an emphasis of the offseason. So that was an emphasis of the offseason. That's something I wanted to point out before we kept going. So all right, one and one for us so far. Uh USF at home, Doug. That's a win. Two and one. At Tennessee. I think we win. I think so too. Full bias. I think I'm so not too. even joking. Full bias. I don't think. Yeah. Like I, I, can't, I just I don't... can't believe in Tennessee. Also, I think everybody is overhyping Tennessee. Like you mean to tell me that. The Hendon Hooker, the same guy I saw at Virginia Tech, is all of a sudden like a Heisman candidate. No, come on. Tennessee will. I know the more. I know they the Josh Heupel playbook. Yeah. I know the Josh Heupel playbook. Okay, so I know you, it's gonna. You happen. know it even better than me. I was just like, look, oh, Josh Heupel, the coach that was worse every season that he was at UCF. Mm-hmm. That's yep. weird. Um, uh, do, do you remember? Because I remember. I remember. Pepperidge um, Farm members. All right, so in this, we're three and one here. Eastern Washington, four and one. That's a win. Missouri at home. I I am of the belief that we beat ourselves against Missouri last week, last year. I am also of that belief. We, we had that game. We did. I believe that we beat ourselves against Kentucky too. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, I I think, and that's the thing. I don't think we'll be beating ourselves as much this year. Hopefully, like agreed. All right, five and one after Missouri. LSU at home. This this ain't your mama's LSU. This ain't your older brother's LSU. Uh, This ain't your old roommate who was three years older than his LSU. I'm worried because I'm worried that it keeps saying win because I don't think we'll be this good. Like I think we slip up somewhere in that route. So I should we should chalk it up as an L. Let's chalk it up as an L to pay it back because I actually don't think we lose to LSU. But now I look at the record, I'm like, we can't be one loss through this period of time. Like, um, this would make that would make us six and one heading into the bye week. Yeah, I don't believe that that. happens. All right, so five and two, five and two, five and two, bye week, cutting it close, but I think we cover. Um, 
Georgia. Let's just let's just <laughs> keep it moving. Are you serious? <laughs> let's keep it moving. Five and three. Keep it moving. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, A and M on the road. Uh, five and four. Keep five it moving. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> South Carolina at home. I think that's a win. I think it's a win. Vandy on the road. Come on. All right. So we are seven and four going into an abomination of a Friday night game oh, against. God. I, I I, I'm it. this close to slamming this computer. Um, I will say that day will be a fun one because we will have Ohio State, Michigan. I think we'll have no Friday. I have personally, I think I have war on I four. I think it's going to be at noon. Then I have um, I have war on I four at noon. USA, England in the World Cup, which we have a World Cup during football. My brain's going to explode. <laughs> you, I don't know. I'm not going to sleep for a month. It's going to be insane. It's um, going to be awesome. <laughs> it's oh my, I don't know, man. I'm going like to like seeing you like this because it's funny to me. And like, <laughs> it, it's, I enjoy it. It makes me happy. Thanks, but man. I know that it will be painful for you. So it, it will, will be, be stressful. It will be. Um, but you look and back then, in like five years and be like, or more like 50 and be like, it was just one off season, this one season of football. We also had a World Cup. We're going to be there with our grandkids and they're going to go, uh, Grandpa Tyler, why is. Why is uh why is my grandfather smoking cigarettes? He doesn't smoke. He goes, oh yeah, that one time. Yeah, yeah. He, anytime we talk about that, he has to go out and just take care of that. He relapses. Just, um, he relapses. Um, and then at night we got Florida, Florida State, seven thirty. We both think we're winning that game objectively. Yeah. Like taking my fandom out, I think I we know, are the better, better football team. I think we're better yeah. than them. So that would give us eight and four. Eight and four. Which I mean, I, I think I'm very good. I'm happy about that. I'm happy. That's a bowl game. Um, a comfortably a bowl game progress in year one under Billy. And I think with the recruiting momentum, I think it, it will domino down. Yeah. You know? So, all right. I like it. I like it. Go Gators. Um, what else in the sec are you looking? Let's, let's move a little faster in this. Um, we're coming up on time here, but what are we, what are we looking at elsewhere in the sec Tyler? Um, very interested to see if Georgia can repeat because we didn't even think we were like, yeah, Georgia can get to the title game last year, but like they're not going to win. We never thought it would. Did um, yeah. never, especially after did. Alabama beat them in the SEC title game. We were like, right. oh, that's it. They figured them out. That's it. And so it's it's amazing. I'm very excited, but it's also like that's the that's the broad broader spectrum, most interesting part of the story, and also at mm-hmm. the at the smaller end of the spectrum, it's the most boring because yeah. we kind of know what we're gonna get. Like, yeah, I think I think it's it's a testament to Georgia that they are so good. They won a national championship with Stetson Bennett. Yeah. No disrespect to Stetson Bennett. He's obviously a much better athlete than I ever will be. But like, let's let's be honest. He's not going to have an NFL career. No, he won. They won in spite of him, not because of him. I mean, you you and I could have had a pretty decent quarterback average percentage numbers with that defense. Like, let's be real, you know? Yeah. So I, I like that. I'm interested in that as well. Um yes, but uh so the all the interesting stuff is happening in the West. Um well, well okay, well let me finish the East before you go to the okay. West then. Cause I'm interested to see what the ceiling for Kentucky can be, because I think they're a very good football team this year, what the ceiling can be. Um I'm interested to see how quickly 
this Tennessee narrative kind of goes away and people come back to reality. I saw a uh, someone on the SEC network was like playing basically they were playing the game. Um, it should pay some copyrights to us, by the way. Uh, they were playing the game and they got they were like Tennessee's winning ten games, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, they were like they are beating, they are going to Athens and beating Georgia on the road, and I was like, okay. The, the the crack must be incredible in Charlotte because there's no way that that is real. Um, so I'm interested to see how that happens. Shane Beamer, Shane Beamer, what are we what are we getting out of him? He we, last year we were so like, yeah, South Carolina is not going to do it. They're in a bad spot. They're going to win two, maybe three games, whatever. And he took them bowling. What can he do in year two to show that that wasn't flash in the pan, smoke and mirrors and there's a plan for South Carolina to get back to, to where they want to be. Um, that's, that's it for me on the, on the East. So let's move over to the West. What about the yeah. West? Uh, the West. Savings, saving revenge year. Um, oh, that's right. One, that's right. Revenge one, year. So that'll be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause Alabama's like, kind of, it's like, Alabama's fun to watch to me now because like, they are fun to like watch play football when, when yeah. you like don't have anything involved in the, in the game they're like, <laughs> like oh they are like objectively good at this um yeah yeah uh, it, it is it is cool to watch it is cool to watch well it's like they're it's more so like they don't play boring football anymore like mm-hmm. is what i mean by that um yeah I, i'm fascinated uh in lsu because you know what's going on there to hire a big name well i mean he that, came down for him and his family so <laughs> you know i my favorite is he was like what was up with that, uh, Brian? Brian, what's up? He goes, well, you know, I'm from Boston, and there's not much of an accent there. And I went, excuse me? <laughs> Boston Brian is Kelly, now park the car into Boston Harbor. <laughs> like, Boston is arguably the most – when people say accent, American accent, they mean one of two things, maybe three. They mean Boston, New York – or the whole of the South. <laughs> oh my God! As um, as Sergio has a Red Sox game in the background, uh, but no, I, I just I love I love that that was the like excuse, and it was like, wow, man, you re- really that was it. Um, uh, I, so I, I agree. I am what, curious to see how that is. I can confirm one of the first ads that I worked with the most on Redacted. I think eight now. Um, so many Redacteds same same crew as redacted i think like four so it, it doesn't matter um we're in the we're in the redacted cinematic I'm universe is that what's going on shows i've worked on <laughs> but uh she is from um she went to school in, at emerson she's from boston mm-hmm. uh we had a sports day the other day and i i wore my uh throwback gator jersey so proud of you and on top of that my sister i know it was my mom got me a uh vintage style uh jacksonville jaguars bomber jacket love that even more so i wore both of them um, yes and the big Just moment let was, it, if there was any confusion that you were from north florida there is no more in it. <laughs> I had, I, at least four times i was just like like what is uh so they're like you jags i'm like guys we've talked about this like i'm from <laughs> north florida and like i am from I, jacksonville proper one of our, our key grip is actually uh, is from Alabama, so we oh. actually at, at the end of the day I got to go into the truck with him and actually like talk college football oh, with somebody. Good, good. It was so nice. Um, but she so the 
I can confirm the the point of the story that I'm eventually going to get to is that she absolutely has an accent. <laughs> like, it's a whole like she sometimes has to like read off camera dialogue and and it's it's just we all just start making fun of her on walkie talking in a Boston <laughs> accent. She showed up. It was she showed up late that day. Like she she had a later start to the day. And it was the big question where it's just like, okay, is she going to wear a Patriot stuff or is she going to wear mm-hmm. a Celtics gear? Because nobody likes either, but we'd all yeah. be more okay with the Celtics gear. Mm-hmm. She showed up in a Celtics jersey. Uh, I was going to say, and she showed up in a Red Sox jersey. <laughs> that would have I would have liked that, but that'd yeah. be funny. That'd be funny. Um, yeah. So yes, LSU back to college football, LSU. I completely agree with you. I'm very curious. I'm also curious since going back to the Gators, the LSU game, like, okay. So Billy Napier coaching at Louisiana, very famously turned down half of the sec jobs was waiting for LSU. And we all thought it was going to happen. And they just like spurned him like, Oh no, not that country boy or whatever. I want to see, I'm very interested in this long-term storytelling of Billy Napier and Ellis having to play LSU every single season, at least until they redo the schedules when Red River comes in. But like, is he going to have like this like extra vendetta to take down LSU? I'm very fascinated. Not but, that you even yes. need it when Florida plays LSU. Exactly, because it's a it's like a but de facto it will be rivalry. interesting back. Like it's going to be an interesting story. I agree. I agree. And then look, there's there's okay, Brian Harson Auburn, always obviously interesting. Texas A&M, their whole deal. They actually finally beat Saban and then did nothing with that. Um, I am excited for when Alabama gets to whoop Texas A&M because we know that handshake and interview because that's something else that happened this offseason that we haven't talked about because so many things happened in this crazy world of college football. Oh, my God. Can't yeah, wait. Yeah, Texas A&M is playing Alabama in Brian Denny. No, no, no. no. Texas A&M is showing up to Brian Denny. I don't know if it's going to be much of a game. Um, more than but it's going to be a slaughter show fest. Up. Like, um, have you seen? So the end of season one, the end of season one of Game of Thrones. A uh, and M is Ned Stark. We'll leave it there. Okay, good to know. We're going to leave it um, there. And then, but the team I'm the most interested to see. Please say it. The Arkansas Razorbacks. Can we declare ourselves an Arkansas podcast, please? Uh, now that a uh, friend of the fo- pod, first uh, first guest ever on the pod, Courtney Mims is a officially covers the Arkansas Razorbacks. That's it. It's done. It, it's done. Like it's, it has hear ye, hear ye Sergio and Tyler co-founders of the sideline judgment um, are officially declaring this in Arkansas Razorback podcast. Can yeah, I get man. a whoop pig suey Tyler? Whoop pig. Whoop pig. Whoop pig suey. Um, yeah, man. Like I, 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 I love him. I think I love Sam Pitt. I think I do. I think I love him. Oh, I love. By him. the way, yeah. Total side note. Yeah. Cordy Mims is a part of my D and D party. Um, mm-hmm. She was telling me a story the other day about like how uh, she's like KG Jefferson the other day. <laughs> the quarterback for Arkansas for those keeping track. Of I don't know how I'm going to get through this story. It was so funny. Um, <laughs> I'm going to butcher it. She said it better, but she's like, yeah, they just have like the most interesting perspective on. Who who athletes sometimes have the most interesting perspective on who they are as people, and like KG Jefferson like openly said at a pre- like at an Arkansas like like when he's getting re- interviewed by reporters like yeah uh, I'm not human. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, hold on. Are are we sure KJ Jefferson isn't another one of like Day Day's aliases? <laughs> we're gonna get there because Day Day is also in this movie group. He wasn't there at this moment. That she was just like, "What do you mean?" It's like uh, KJ Jefferson said they built me in a lab. Um, it's like you know, <laughs> this is the best part. You see, you know where they built the Terminator? Yeah, he was. I was right next to him. <laughs> No, day, the, we we got to show Day Day this clip. It's going to be his new favorite player. Day Day's going to be a member of the Arkansas Nation. He's going to be one of us. Bill different. Um, Bill different. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, so, I, so I love this team. Um, I'm in. I'm all the way in, dude. I want only good things for them. As as do I. Sam Pittman, I absolutely adore him. Um. Yeah, I you you said it all. I'm so glad you mentioned Arkansas because that's what I was gonna say. Um, I I do want to issue a warning, an alert, a keep an eye out. This is a year three Mike Leach team at Mississippi State. I want everyone to go look up Mike okay. Leach at his third in his third season at a new school. It's pretty electric. It's the famous Washington State season. It's the famous Texas Tech season. He he tends to kind of things tend to click with Mike Leach in their third year, and then it falls down. He's like a comet, right? It like bursts really yeah. bright and then kind of crashes. Yeah. So keep an eye out for Mississippi State. Don't want to don't want to guarantee anything. Don't want to whatever. Just keep an eye out. Um. Okay. What about the group of five, Tyler? Um. Uh, I'll I start off. We did we did fully skip over Ole Miss, and I'm I'm okay with that, but. I'm I'm fine with it because I I do think they're going to regress. Um, this is big for you. Um, <laughs> I know I'm 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 as a Lane I'm, Kiffin aficionado. I'm I'm su- I'm I'm surprised of this of the for, from you. And I I like Jackson Dart too, the USC transfer quarterback that's now at Ole Miss. But I think Levy leaving has a big. Who's at Oklahoma that's as their coordinator I, by the like, way? Yeah, I think it's big. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll move forward. I, I don't really want to say too much because I don't know. I really – I'm not sure. I don't have an opinion on Ole Miss yeah. yet. Um, all right, the group of five. I'm very interested to see this brand-new Sun Belt. Uh, for those who don't yes. know, Marshall and Old Dominion have left Conference USA and have joined the Sun Belt. In addition, James Madison is coming up from FCS to FBS. They are un- ineligible for postseason play and to win conferences this year because it's that transition period, but they will be playing, um, I think, a half-and-half conference schedule. So they'll be playing conference games and such. So interested to see how that goes on. Um, As always, the App State Coastal in the East situation, Marshall coming in is going to throw a little wrench in there. I like what's been going on there, and very interested to see how that conference plays out and who gets the chance to play Louisiana in the championship game, because the West is just god-awful. So... Anything, anything on the Sun Belt before we move on to the Mountain West? No, I mean it, it is interesting to me in a grand perspective that the Conference USA was the one that got raided. Yeah, um, because I would have, I would thought it was either Conference USA or Sun Belt, but it's mm-hmm. it, the tie, the coin flipped uh, in favor of the Sun Belt. And in, I think, and I think line. this really puts the Sun Belt in a position to be the top group of five team, not immediately because the American is hands down much stronger. But maybe in like a five year span, we'll see how the new American's teams changing. Like the American is going to change. It will. It, it will change, and we'll talk about that later on throughout the season. But, um, but I agree. Uh, Mountain West. I'm interested to see 
uh, Boise State and what goes on with them because it's, they kind of regressed a little bit after Harson left. Um, I think Barry Alvarez is there. No, Barry Alvarez is the Wisconsin dude. Yeah, I don't um, know what you're talking about. Um, but interested there with Boise State. That's kind of what I'll keep an eye on. What about you for the Mountain West? I don't really have much for that conference. The same. I'm interested in Nevada or Nevada. Nevada. Uh, okay. Um, just because they they've been good recently, I'm interested to see what they go on. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm I don't have my finger on the pulse of that conference as much as I would like. Yeah, yeah. We'll be seeing some Hawaii this weekend, so we'll we'll be we'll check it out. Um, the Mac never change. All the That's same all teams. Say. All the same teams. Um. Oh, FBS Independence. We should mention them real quick. Not a conference, but there are some teams here. Notre Dame. Um, with Marcus Freeman as head coach, I'm curious. That's I'm the curious. nicest thing you've ever said about Notre Dame. Oh. So I was listening to Split Zone Duo, right? And basically, Godfrey was talking about how he's kind of rooting for Notre Dame to stay independent because there's been so many changes in college football that that has now become the like constant because everyone's kind of moving around and there's no tradition anymore. And the tradition has now been Notre Dame being independent. And I went, I can't believe I'm agreeing with this, but I, I you know, yeah, I'm hearing this coming out of your mouth and I'm just like, man, I can't believe that I resonate so completely with that. And it was am I supposed I would, to root against Marcus Freeman argued against earlier? <laughs> am I supposed to root against Marcus Freeman? Let's be real. Thing I love, Mark. I loved the Marcus Freeman hire. I don't know if any other hire that they could have made would have made me like them, but now I'm kind of like rooting for them. Like, agreed. That's how I feel. It's exactly how I feel. Um, and then BYU, looking good. They're going to join the American next season. Were they joining the American or were they joining the Big Twelve? No, the American. They're joining. Okay. Oh, the Big Twelve. I'm so sorry. Joining the Big Twelve next season. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, Conference USA. Again, we talked about it. They got raided, and this conference in this conference. Um, you got a few more teams that are leaving as well. Um, it's going to be rough. I'm hoping for FAU to win. I want them to win conference USA before they move to the American. But um, yeah, this is by far the worst conference. In, yeah, this is the, in the yeah. FBS. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, and then we wrap it up with the American. Um, Cincy, I'm interested to see how they replace that secondary to see such a good team. I have full confidence that Fickle is recruiting and prepping for the Big 12 movement. Um Houston to me is the front runner in this league. They were sneaky good last season. Yeah. Sneaky good last season. And I think that they're going to, they have a lot of continuity. Dana Holgerson, he's kind of been building towards this season. And I think that they are going to win this conference before they move to the big 12 with the other teams as well. Um, what else am I liking? Give some love to your Knights. You want to give some love to your Knights? Um, uh, once again, I, I don't, they are not my nights. Okay, they, fair. um, they are my girlfriend's nights. And until we get married, then they will become, I guess, forcefully, uh, it's part of the deal. Your I nights guess. In law? Uh, my n- <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. I'm going to use that. They are my nights in law. That's good. Um, yeah, I'm going to watch a lot of UCF games cause my friend's down here um who watched lots of college football that i watch the games with they are ucf people so um i'll be at i'll be at my friend matt's house who's a ucf fan so obviously i'll be watching the ucf games um and yeah um i'm interested to see they named um what's his name the old old miss quarterback um uh, john reese plumley 
John Reese Plumley. They named him the starting quarterback he a couple days ago. Can run. He can. And whose offense is this? August yes, Malzahn. Malzahn. So the question is, can they recreate the Nick Marshall season, but at, in the American with John Reese Plumley? Let's be real. That is the question this year. That is the question. Stacked deck against that question. Um, oh but, yes. Oh yes, indeed. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it for me. Um, that's the that's the season preview, Tyler. That is a season preview. Let's um, move forward to week zero. The games that are happening this week. Um, we'll just quickly go through them. We got Austin P at Western Kentucky to kick things off at noon Eastern on CBS Sports Network. Um, we both got Western Kentucky. I'm assuming. I would assume yes. I mean, Austin P. I think has been getting better, but mm-hmm. they're a fun but, FCS team if you've ever watched them. Yeah, but I, I would still, I'd still give it to Western Kentucky. Agreed. Nebraska Northwestern for some reason being played in Ireland, twelve uh, thirty Eastern on Big Fox. Um, I can't tell who would would be better to win this game because then if it's like the only game Nebraska wins, it'd be like yeah, but and it was in Ireland, like. Um, the exchange rate means it counts as two and a half wins. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I will use this moment, Tyler, to tease. Um, I have uh, been known to allegedly participate in some gambling of sports, allegedly, of course. Um, and I am bringing my The Napkin Gambling Series to GatorsWire.com Let's this go. season. I will be every single Friday. I will be writing um, a gambling piece that uh, it is called the napkin. And you can see exactly what I will be gambling on that weekend. And every Monday I will recap what happened in the week prior, how much money we won or more likely how much money we lost. And again, Tyler, allegedly, always, always allegedly. Um, So this game, this Nebraska Northwestern game will be appearing on the napkin this week. So If you are listening to this, it is a Friday, and we want to thank you so very much. And if you've made it this far, I want to thank you that much more. Um, Yeah, the napkin will be every single Friday on GatorsWire.com. Every single Monday, we'll recap it on GatorsWire.com all throughout the season. Starting today, you can access it right now. Listening, go GatorsWire.com. You will see it on the front page. It'll be awesome. Um, so that game will be on the napkin for sure. A little teaser there. And I will be picking, picking for this thing. I think Nebraska, I like Nebraska this season. Cannot believe I uttered that sentence, but I like it's Nebraska. It's not so much that I like Nebraska as the Northwestern is so boring. Like, um, I know, I know. Now Northwestern feels like if they were not as academic, I feel like they'd be such a great team for Ireland. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Northwestern's too smart to be winning a game in Ireland. <laughs> uh huh. Absolutely. I don't know. Uh, next we got some. I just pissed off by saying that, but I know I pissed off somebody. Oh. <laughs> we got some basement dweller type games next. Idaho State UNLV three thirty on CBS Sports Network. UConn State, Utah Mark State. Mark can uh, catch these hands. He can definitely catch these hands. UConn Utah State four o'clock FS one. Wyoming Illinois four o'clock Big T- Big Ten Network. Um, Duke. Duke Ness, Duke, Duquesne, Duquesne, Duquesne at FSU, five o'clock on ACC Network, Charlotte at FAU, seven o'clock CBS Sports Network. I'm going to be keeping an eye on that game. Go Owls, Florida A&M at North Carolina, eight fifteen on ACC Network. Uh, I'm excited for that game for the reasons I mentioned earlier with um, North Carolina. Just to be to be sure, 
North Texas at UTEP, 9 o'clock on Stadium. Nevada at New Mexico State, 10 o'clock on ESPN2. Nevada, New Mexico State has made it to ESPN2, Tyler. <laughs> Talk about week zero, am I right, ladies? Damn. And the We're nightcap back, of all nightcaps. Or for you, the primetime, Mr. West Coast. Vanderbilt at Hawaii, 1030 Let's Eastern. Go. CBS Sports Network. Very excited for that football game. Primetime, 730, excited. baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's 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 F. Um, that is week zero. That is week zero. Uh, Tyler, hopefully we will be back next week. Um, we want to take this year to be a bit more casual, right? We, yeah. We both have jobs, multiple jobs. And, you know, this is something that we don't want to let go. You know, we may not be as intense as we were with it before, but it's a great opportunity for, you know, two close, close friends to just talk ball. The great unifier. Um, this is what built our friendship uh, yeah. and college football will always be there for us. And it's something that we want to do. So we're going to shoot for once a week. We don't have a certain day. Um, we're going to shoot for once a week just to talk some ball and. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring back our five wide and two point. You know, be much yeah. more relaxed about it. We're gonna keep track so we can have a season long pick competition going. Um, but uh, if you stuck through us this far, we want to thank you so much. Beginning our sixth season of doing this, and we're just very happy to have a space where we can talk football, catch up, and do all that kind of stuff. You know, and I, I second every word of that. Um, this is still something that means so much to both of us, and especially even more now since we live so much further apart. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just very glad we can get to continue to do this. And it might not be as rigid as we've done it in the past. And that's okay. In my opinion. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Before we leave, let's talk a little house of the dragon. Yeah. House of the dragon. House of the, if you, so if you have not seen house of the dragons, episode one, goodbye. We love you. We'll see you next week. Hopefully. We're, we are now going into the Game of Thrones universe, if you have not watched it, um, just so you know. So, Tyler, what did you think of the first episode? I loved it. Um, I did, too. I thought it was great. I was great. so apprehensive going in because I was just like, I'm excited. It looks like it's it's going to be the version of Game of Thrones that we loved, which was the political aspect, the backstabbing, the intrigue. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, all the stuff that was missing in the last like two seasons. And yeah. It was so nice to be back, and you're just like immediately because I watched it with my roommate, and it was just like, "Oh, we're back! It's back!" Yeah. And now there's from, more the, from the first cut. It was like, "Oh, this, yeah, yeah." It feels it. It's like a nice pair of sneakers. It's you just sit right in; they fit oh, perfect. Felt great, and then so it's just it's all the stuff we liked, and more dragons, and Matt Smith, who I personally love as an who actor. I adore as well. Fantastic actor. Um. Good stuff. Good stuff. The memes have been great. The memes um, have been very good. I'm very, I'm just, I'm very interested and, um, I, it's got me hooked. I'm, I'm right back into it. Like, yeah, me too. I love that. Um, George R. R. Martin is working with this writing team now. Cause that's kind of what happened when it went off the rails after season six, when George R. they, they, they literally did everything that George told them up through season six and even season six was completely kind of flying off the rails just because season five was the last one that they had book stuff to go by. And in season six, you know, oh, my gosh, he comes back um, and they're able to do all this stuff. And seven and eight was uh, 
It was a choice. To say Wasn't great. Um, it was a choice. So, well, maybe, I love, maybe he should finish his books. Um, maybe he should. I know. Uh, I do like that it's a prequel, and so we have all these different ways. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about it and stuff, and stuff, and reading a lot, just because now that I'm back, I'm like, oh my god, I got to refresh and like get back in this world because it's so complicated. And I love one of the things I've picked up from some of the podcasts and articles I've read is that this show is very much um, the book that it's based on has a lot of um, question marks in terms of what the truth is. And so with George R. R. Martin being on this show and stuff, uh, it has a lot of like, oh, from this character's perspective, this happened. But then this character says it happened differently. And that's a cool thing because that's life, right? Like there's a story and there's always multiple sides and people's different perspectives. This is supposed to be the like definitive, this is what happens. So like even in the, in the podcasts and stuff that I listen to, they have a section where it's like, okay, we're now going to go into the book and give you all the different things that could happen. If you don't want it spoiled, turn it off. And I always turn it off because I'm like, listen, I didn't get a chance to read the books. I didn't get a chance to read the book. This is based off of. I don't want to spoil it. I want to go on this journey. I want to be in the same mindset that I was episodes like seasons like one, two, one through four of Game of Thrones where like uh-huh. I want I want like if there is a Red Wedding-esque type moment, I want to be surprised by it. Be like, oh, yeah. my God. You know what I mean? And I'm glad that we get to experience that again. You know? Me too. It's like it. it's nice. It's this unique feeling that this show has over our culture. Mm-hmm. Well, like the Game of Thrones had for a long time that almost no other show really held everyone like that. Yeah. And now it went away and was gone for like three years and now it's back. And well, so, well, did you see the numbers of the premiere? It was like the highest premiered thing on HBO Max in like history. Like in hit, It was the highest premiered HBO show ever and it had over 10 million people. In today's age to get a television show to have 10 million viewers – that's absurd. That's absurd. Yeah, that, that's, it, that's it's an, it's incredible, and it and it just shows that okay, we're we had a moment like you were saying where everyone was the, the monoculture, right? We because even now we have these things like like you love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm not the biggest fan. I love professional wrestling. I know there's not a lot of you know there's not other professional wrestling fans, but this is something that really brings people together in a way where it's like okay society is watching this show at least american society american pop culture well yeah everyone is in and it was like so this thing game of thrones was the last big because that used to be a part of american culture in like like 70s 80s 90s like there mm-hmm. were shows that everyone watched and like yes not everyone but there were shows there were the shows that america was watching mm-hmm. you know and game of thrones was kind of the last one for what, like, in a, in a way, like the last big show that ever did that, mm-hmm. or was just like, yeah, you don't put anything on when Game of Thrones is on because right. everyone Sundays else... at nine, I have plans. <laughs> like, and um, it's it's cool to be like, and I don't know if the show will be quite like that if, totally because we've only gotten one episode, but I could feel it on the television when me and Jordan were my roommate were watching or just like it's back the music's back we're in game of thrones mm-hmm. the intrigue i remember watching the episode and be like okay i'm gonna have to rewatch this because there are so many names that i don't remember <laughs> like i don't know i'm sure i'll just pick like, it up as it goes yeah like, that's how it was that's how it was with game of thrones like eventually you just you learned them just learned it um, um yeah no I'm, I'm i'm very interested in the show i think it's gonna be good yeah um i might i might eventually in 
you know, maybe I want to do that before my time on this earth is over. I want to read all the Game of Thrones books. Yeah. I want to like maybe in my 50s or 60s, I'll be like, you know what? It's time. Like, I, I want to read these, you know, and maybe I'll I do it in a company. Really good, like, yeah, I've heard they're fantastic books. I've heard they're incredible. It's just, you know, life gets in the way and you have only have so many hours in the day. And so it's like, yeah, I'm excited to go through this journey. Um, I work Sunday nights. Um, so I actually I work till about. I hope my I, I, I leave. I work till midnight. But let's just say that I'm home by midnight. So I got um, you. I got your drift. Thank you. Um, uh, allegedly, you uh, I'm going to just start saying midnight. allegedly all over again now. You, <laughs> now sorry, that I get no, this. you get paid until midnight. Correct. My shift ends at midnight. So I typically like what I did this last Sunday was I got home and I while I was working I was like oh I'll just watch it tomorrow like tomorrow after work, and I got home and I was like. I got to watch this show because <laughs> like, you have like, you so have, like I, multiple group chats, including one that I was in hitting you up about it. Cause yep. And I'm just like, Nope, 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 Nope. Until well, finally I was one, like, the forget thing this. About, hey, the great thing about living out here, just going to say it, it's on at 6 PM. Okay. So that was my question. Cause I know some shows are come on in the East coast, like normal, like if they premiere at eight, right. Then they would be on at five in the West coast, but some shows will hold and, you know what streaming, I mean? And not for show. streaming. Not for streaming. So it just drops. If you're watching it, if you're watching it on HBO Max, not on HBO. Mm-hmm. And even then, I think on HBO it streams. It's at six. But like, okay, on HBO I mean, Max, it's, it's it was just a, such it was a popular available show that... at nine p.m. Eastern, six p.m. Pacific. I didn't start cool. watching it until I think seven because I didn't get home until seven. Because mm-hmm. um, like, yeah, initially that day I was just like, yeah, I know House of the Dragon comes out tonight, but I was like, I'll watch it sometime this week. I'm not like. Like, I'm excited, yeah. but I'm not, like, that into it. I got home, and I looked at Jordan. We're both like, do we have anything we're doing tonight? And we're like, no. We're just like... House of the Dragon. Should we watch House of the Dragon? And we're like, yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, let's, let's make some food. Let's get the beer. Let's watch House of the Dragon. Like, And now, that's and I guarantee you, once it, once it ended, it was like, cool. So every Sunday at 6. <laughs> that's what we looked at each other. It's just like, yeah, so that's uh, this is what we're going to be doing on Sundays. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, and next um, thing, next thing you know, there's 15 people in your apartment. It's like, all right, we're here, we're good, let's go. <laughs> I'm down. I love um, those things, man. Yeah, I can't love wait. it. Can't wait. All right, Tyler, it's been long enough. We're back to our. We're gonna do about 50 minutes, and then we run for an hour and a half. Um, well, the people deserve it. We they haven't heard our voices. Um, they did. They did deserve it. We we didn't do it for us. We did it for them, Tyler. It's not the results. It's it's the friends we met along thing the way. That we did absolutely as long as we have. Um, I will put you on blast since we're, we're already past the point of no return. I'll put you on blast right here in front of everyone. Yesterday was the first, I don't know if it was yesterday, but earlier this week was the first time ever that Tyler in his 25, 25 years, right? You're 25, 25. He's 25 years on this earth. Saw when Harry met Sally first time, ladies and gentlemen, I'm hiding my face. <laughs> he is. You are a podcast is a visual medium. Exactly. Um, it's okay but he's I'm good i'm not now. happy about it either all right but like, <laughs> that movie was incredible that's that's it's like the the best the best rom-com it, of it, all time. it was incredible the fits were incredible um mm-hmm. the, i i openly laughed like i cackled at the end like billy um, crystal and meg ryan directed by rob rob reiner come on what else can you better. ask for can't be better can't be better i i didn't uh, know right. my rob reiner and then i was just like oh Okay, so I'm no. going to love this movie. Like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. Um, it's like, oh, okay. We're in, we're in a good spot. Like, we're in a good, good spot. And I'd seen like the sandwich scene and like right, the diet, uh, everyone's like, seen that. Yeah. Everyone's seen that. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's funny. And then the rest of it is like, yeah, that's funny. But that honestly doesn't even hold a candle to like the rest of the movie. Like, no. And, and honestly, that scene is better with what comes into it you know yeah like as a as a snippet it's good but it really lands when you're in the movie for 50 minutes and then it hits look i am sorry everybody i meant to watch it earlier as in i just didn't but <laughs> i have done it now i'm no longer a win harry met sally virgin um congratulations thanks congratulations I think i'm glad you now know what cinema is like, it is it climbed very high on my list of movies that i like like um, it's, it's a classic it's timeless it's so good yeah so, all righty uh we've been on here for way too long tyler we will be back next week to just talk some ball um tyler where can people find you uh you can find me on all the usual places uh twitter instagram and all all the things um uh, you can find me on twitter at t underscore k underscore williams um and same thing on instagram uh, you're not welcome to find me on Facebook, but I don't really use Facebook anyway. So um, <laughs> you uh, I, can find. I also can't talk about where I work, so don't expect me to tell you. <laughs> There's um, a reason we say redacted on this podcast. Um, I'm not a government agent. I will. I will say that. Um, no, he is not. Um, okay. You can find me at s d e l a e s on Twitter and all of the socials, and you can find my writing at GatorsWire.com. The napkin comes out on Fridays and on Mondays to recap the week before, allegedly. Um, All right, Tyler. uh, This has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And we are not biased, but go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators.